Yeah. Well, as you know, I'm not on Snapface and all that, so I don't really get those. Um, but I'm really just worried about getting our team ready to go. I'm not really too worried about what they're what they put on instant chat or whatever it is. Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left's the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. And how's you, King? I'm good. I've had to take my hat off because I couldn't hear you. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Your head that cold, is it? Yeah, it's quite cold. <laughs> it's well, my hair's, gro- hair's grown back, so that's good. It is. That's good news. Congratulations <laughs> on your you. hair growing back. Thank you, man. Jeez. Thank you. Not going to congratulate me? Your hair's always been wonderful. Not my hair, damn oh. it, my team. Your team? Oh, that. My Pittsburgh oh, this is an NFL. I forgot this is an NFL podcast <laughs> yeah. and not Tony and Guy Weekly. Yeah. Um, yes. Congratulate me. Congratulations, mate. Well Thank done. Thank you. On a, on, a, on a stout victory. Yes. Touchdowns were overrated. I've always said that. and Don't need them. Now. You don't need them. Yeah, no, you literally didn't need them. No. And literally couldn't get one. So that's. Hey, hey, hey. We didn't want one. You didn't, you didn't want one. Didn't want one. Anyway. Good, yeah. Welcome to the Jim the King NFL podcast. Yes. This is our 25th podcast. Yeah. yeah. And that can only mean that the divisional round is done. It is done. Which means we've only got three weeks now until the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yes, that's Trey exciting. For those of you who don't speak French. No, boys, very, <laughs> very exciting. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm excited about the Super Bowl. You sound excited. I actually I'm lucky, am. I'm, <laughs> I actually, get to be so close to you, you're so excited. I actually am very excited about the Super Bowl. <laughs> so there's only three games left. Yeah, this season has flown by. I think yeah. because we're recording now, so we, we actually get to enjoy... Been a lot of fun. Yeah, we sort of it's more constant now. There's more constant stream of NFL mm-hmm. talk, at least from, from our perspective, and hopefully <laughs> from the listeners, they're enjoying it as well. So that's fingers good. crossed. Yes, indeed. So we're going to have to talk about the games that were. Yes, and there were four games. Okay, and then this time I'm going to go in order, actually, King. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the first one, and the first one was a doozy. A, d- a doozy, yeah. Doozy. Mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks going into Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. In the dome. In a, in a raucous dome. That was noisy, wasn't it? Was it was noisy. <laughs> Overly noisy. D- you, are you insinuating something, Jim? <laughs> no. Sounds like not it. Not at all. Not at all. Good. Okay. Congratulations to the Atlanta Falcons who stamped all over the Seahawks. This, I mean, it was a 16-point differential at the end, but it could have been more. Could have been. Could have, should have, would have. They, yeah. It, yeah. They completely <laughs> outplayed them. Rushing yards, very similar. Their passing yards were over 100 yards more. Mm -hmm. Time in possession, more. Zero turnovers. And they had a 50% or 5% higher third down percentage. So you can't really argue with that. That's a fairly dominating performance from the Falcons. It was a good first drive for the Seahawks. They got out and got a touchdown. Jimmy Graham uh, muscling his way into the end zone. Yeah, that looked good. That looked like it was a, a sort of good omen for the Seahawks. Yeah. Fans, players, coaches, but, Starbucks, uh, everything so, from yeah. Seattle. Nirvana. Nirvana. Everyone was loving Ooh, it. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, yes, so that was, it was a good start. Sorry, I cut you off. But no, can't be funny. Just yeah. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> but of course, the Falcons are known for uh, scoring points. And they rattled off 19 points in the second quarter. 
Yeah. Everything, every drive was just going their way. It was. And unfortunately, they've got just too many weapons, really. This Seahawks defense isn't the 2014 South Seahawks defense. Or no, 13. It's, no, right. it's not. Super Bowl 48. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, it's no, it's not. No. And they, uh, from what I'm hearing, Sherman was Injured. nursing a, a fairly severe injury to his knee. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the L. Thomas loss, we, we've touched on it a couple of times over, since it happened. Um, it just shows what a, a tangible effect he had has on that defence through either his, well, through probably his leadership, also his play. Uh, and they're not quite as scary, I don't think, for other teams, especially one with so many weapons as the Falcons, which you touched on. Mm. Yeah, they definitely didn't look as, as imposing defensively. No. But at the same time, I think their passing attack of Seattle's got better over the last few years. Definitely Doug Baldwin seems to have a, a bigger role in that offense. It's yeah, not th- just a Marshall Lynch run led uh, run attack. No, they they were always sort of quoted as having a below average receiving core and Which was disrespectful. It wasn't at the time. Like you say, Baldwin has emerged as an elite player. Golden Tate is a solid, very good number two. But is, a num- there, yeah. but is a number two. They, they've now got these elite weapons in in Baldwin and also Jimmy Graham, who was in a conversation of you know not too long ago with Gronk as being the best tight end in the league. So mm-hmm. they've, they've now got these players. They've still got that run attack, although not Marshawn Lynch, but still a strong running attack. And Russell Wilson is, has just improved immensely. Yeah. He was always, he was a natural leader as soon as he came into the league, but now he's just making plays that very few quarterbacks in the league can make both mm-hmm. with his legs and with his arm frankly so yeah they're they're passing it or their their offense has changed dramatically this season since the retirement of of Marshawn Lynch yeah which is exciting they're an exciting team to watch yeah 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 i guess do you disagree <laughs> we haven't really spent much time talking about their offense have we no yeah, cuz most of the season wilson's been banged up Yes, I don't think that's helped. And the problem is, of course, if you go into the half 19 to 10 down mm-hmm. against the Falcons, it's a really long way back. It is, yeah. Because as much as the Atlanta Falcons score points on offense, their defense gets in your face. Something you couldn't say when Mike Smith was their coach. No, for sure not. And funnily enough, you touched on the Super Bowl winning Seahawks defense. Mm. I believe Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator at that he point. He was, yeah. So I can see, you can start to see comparisons and what he's trying to do with that defense and, and sort of the characteristics he's trying to bring from that Seattle defense, or hugely successful Seattle defense. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's we've touched on some of the talented players. Keanu, Keanu Neal's been brilliant this season. Vic Beasley's looked solid. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, he's he's slowly but surely building up a Dion Jones. Dion Jones, they've got yeah, a nice little game. nice little uh, group there. Even players like Brooks Reed, who was solid with the Texans when he was originally drafted, and and mm-hmm. is still just you know they've got a lot of good players with a couple of stars in there now. Um, yeah, and it was it was fantastic to watch two teams, especially the coaching battle. I thought that was sort of not mentioned enough prior to the game. Because yeah, we do see these. Uh... Uh, head coaches and they bring in a lot of assistants and the assistants get jobs through it mm-hmm. so you get a lot through Belichick but also you know Pete Carroll has had quite a few coordinators go through him hasn't he yeah definitely yeah he's um, especially on that defensive side because assistant for a number of years mm-hmm. um, but I thought 
that Quinn handled himself well. I thought after the game, Pete Carroll, you know, it's quite a touching moment actually when they were, he was obviously wishing him luck and stuff. I thought he handled that professionally. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was really nice to see. And good to see that someone, you know, can be humble and, and move on, have success or relative success quickly. I'd say from a Falcons perspective, this victory was, and I thought this, was unexpected. I thought the Seahawks would be too strong. They were too um, experienced in the playoffs, and I mm-hmm. didn't think the Falcons quite had the ability to get over that line. Well, they um, haven't before. No, absolutely. I, th- I think that most people thought that, so it's good to see this coach has come in and made a big difference. Yeah. Pete Carroll's one of those guys to me that if it's all going fine, then it's great. You know, it, They'll score a load of points, but if they get behind, yeah, he does... Looks a bit lost to me on the sidelines sometimes. You know, they cut to him and he's just gone mouth agape a little bit and just shuffling along the sideline and it doesn't really seem to be wanting to g anyone up or no. look to you know talk to his coordinators. And maybe we're just missing it because obviously there's not a camera trained all the time on him that we're looking at. But yeah, just the impression you get from the times they cut back to him when it's not going well, like it wasn't going well in this game for a large period of the game, King, and. Yeah, you just never really felt that the impetus was going to come from him to actually get them back in the game. Yeah, I'd agree. I think some of that's um, by choice, actually. I think that they've got... Seattle have got... Because they've had that playoff experience and they've got a, a sort of a wealth of talent on that roster and experience mm-hmm. as well, and they've come through together and they've learned together. All the videos you see when they are behind and people are jeering up on the sidelines, it's those veteran guys. Yeah. It's the guys like Chancellor. It's the guys like Sherman. It's the guys like Wilson. Was stepping up and having these conversations on the sideline, which means that Pete Carroll can concentrate on game plan, or you know he, he leaves it in their hands. But I do agree in, in certain instances when you might not be seeing that, that's when he needs to step up and go in, and you know whether that's a do your job type simple approach that Belichick has, or whether that's in someone's face, <laughs> guys, this is this Bill is poor. We need type. to yeah, absolutely, we need to go there and we need to step up. You're not performing, yeah. So it's um. You know, it's 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 difficult to say. I I don't know enough about them. I don't watch them enough, or haven't sort of seen any of the sound effects stuff to see from Carroll. But I think a lot of the times he leads it to the leaders on the field um, to step off and 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 do a job on the sideline as well. And as it turned out, it wasn't enough for the Seahawks. It wasn't. No, no, they um, handily beaten. Like you said, they they t- didn't win a quarter, did they? After the first one, no. And uh, Jeremy Lane got picked on. As the other cornerback, yeah, he did. It was um... he did, and we talked about the stat around Sherman, how he nullified Julio Jones in the game earlier in the season. Yes, he did look crocked. He did look like, or he didn't look injured, but he didn't look like the same player. He, no. he doesn't typically get beaten as often as he was. Which um, we didn't know going into the game. They keep we these things quiet. Absolutely, absolutely. Probably for a reason because they're hoping that that he doesn't get picked on as well. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Lane, they were going after him. And frankly, that that attack—I don't know how you stop it. It's it's scary, really, because they've got a one-two punch in Coleman and and Freeman, who are just fantastic. Yeah, both are rapid. Mm-hmm. You know, one's a shifty back. Coleman just when he turns the corner and and hits a hole, you can see linebackers. He's wincing. a big guy, though. That's he why. is big. Yeah, absolutely. And he's so fast. Mm. His combination of speed and strength just—you know—it's it's difficult to find that combination. 
And but, Freeman's touchdown, he was so low to the ground, he scampers like a dog, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he almost fell on the five-yard line and managed to just almost skim across the top. It's where you see, yeah, he's almost like on his hands and knees, but yeah. he's not using his knees. He's yeah. seeming to... Yeah, yeah, to keep himself just up. Just about keep going horizontal. How do you tackle someone going horizontally I I, like that? Do you know what? I generally watched that and thought, that is actually a really good technique when you're running it in from that distance. Yeah. If you can do it, because how are you going to tackle them? Because by the time that the, he's got that three oh, yards, you. that's that's you <laughs> dropping down to your knees and hitting him. Yeah, he's already got the first down. Because all you'd really need to do is just pat him a little bit, so the gravity brings him down mm-hmm. to the floor. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was actually a really good take. It could be u- a, a utilized technique moving forward. But um, yeah, it's exciting. I, I don't know how you stop that Falcons team because then you've got the likes of Julio Jones, who is you know one or one A when it comes to receivers in the league, who had another. Had another big game. They they picked up Sanu, who had a strong game again. He, he was He's playing well in Cincinnati. You know, yeah, that's one of the reasons that the Bengals haven't been good this season. Yeah, and he offers things. I know they haven't used them, but he he offers things like trick plays. He played in college. He's a really good thrower of the ball. I think last season he actually had the best stats at quarterback for any player in the league. I think he had well, two throws for two touchdowns. So well, that's yeah. If you got two throws and that's two touchdowns. amazing. That's amazing. Let's put him in for a whole game and see how he does. <laughs> um, yeah. And let's complete it as well. And Taylor Gabriel is another, you know, very decent uh, receiver that can also be used as a running back. He's frighteningly fast. Mm. Scarily fast. Um, and so small. I didn't realise how tiny he was. Yeah. He was next to Julio Jones. So that, that, <laughs> that, that sort of, you know, he'd make anyone look somewhat diminutive. But yeah, he's, uh, they've, they've just got weapons all over the show frankly and it's going to be really really tough to stop them I guess we'll have to talk about Matt Ryan as well because everyone else was yes my, my pick I'll let you talk about Matt Ryan my, pick, my <laughs> pick for MVP yeah Um, there's a key here did he play well today or on the weekend do you did he play well what 338 yards three touchdowns and zero interceptions yeah I think he did play well I think you did. Yeah. Did you think? I oh, don't ask me. I I called him the MVP. Yeah, I was through. joking. Yeah, he had a good game. He did. He looked. He actually looked like his nickname of five years ago. Ugh. Which that he didn't deserve. That. He needs. He needs to earn that <laughs> yeah, nickname yeah. of Matty Ice. All right. I don't know how yeah. that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. He did look fantastic. I do think it's helped somewhat by the weapons mm-hmm. he's got. Um, oh yeah. But you can only throw to who you've got available so mm. ask ask Aaron Rodgers <laughs> but no he's um yeah he looked fantastic and the key thing he's doing now is he's not making stupid mistakes he's not turning the ball over he hasn't he's recently. not taking silly sacks he's no. take he's putting his team in a position to win rather than losing the game on silly errors mm-hmm. which frankly we've seen what average uh you know what average quarterbacks can do and the difference between you know I, I wouldn't say that Osweiler to use as an, an example. Here we go. I wouldn't say Osweiler is a better or worse thrower of the ball than Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the difference being Matt Ryan's going to throw, or this season anyway, has been throwing sort of three and no interceptions. Yeah. And Osweiler's been throwing one and two interceptions, and that's the difference. I made the comparison earlier in the season to Carson Palmer. Yes. With Matt Ryan. That's good. And as far as I was concerned, they were both aging quarterbacks let's, let's be fair they're in their mid to late 30s they've is, got they've got a good arm strength is Matt Ryan that old? yeah wow yeah and they make a lot of interceptions they throw a lot of interceptions yes they do 
The difference this season was that Carson Palmer continued being Carson Palmer, whereas Matt Ryan decided to elevate his play a bit. Yes, I did. think having someone like Sanu has been really important for him. Having that extra option there on the other side, not just having to target Julio Jones every week. Yeah, it has been a huge addition to that team, uh, and also Spreads having the that, defense, having a more balanced run attack. You know, when he was first there, yeah. he had Stephen Jackson for a bit. He had t- turn of the burner. Freeman's been injured for seasons. a lot as well, hasn't he? So he yeah. has, yeah. So to have them both healthy, as you say, and also. Uh, a bit more balance, a bit of variation, I think's really helped them. And both of them catch the ball out, well out the backfield. And that was, they, they utilised that a lot. They had a couple of plays that, all right, yeah, pad Matt Ryan's stat sheet, but a seven-yard throw to Freeman that goes for 48 yards. You know, a quick slant out to Coleman, who, who rushes it for 13, 14, 15 yards. It's, it's those kind of plays that, you know, keep the, keep the chains moving and drives drives going and then also allow you to get points on the board which besides the first court where it was a bit they didn't score anything they kept the they kept the score ticking over which is all you can ask really from an offensive perspective and their defense stepped up and made some plays where needed mm. so yeah it was a good all-round performance from the falcons and you know disappointing from the seahawks but if there's injuries and stuff that's that's i think more understandable but based on the success you've had over the last few years I think you know the fan base is, is isn't accustomed to losing to the likes of the Falcons. I think they did well, and it shows their pedigree to get into the playoffs. Considering it was a kind of topsy turvy season for them anyway, yes. and they were battling injuries, most notably to Russell Wilson through the mid part of the season. So just getting in there, um, they've done well. Yes, and then to get into the divisional round, yeah, they should they should be happy with that. You know, it, yeah, for sure. And they've and they've re-signed Michael Bennett, which is a huge deal. Yes, and that sort of quite went under the radar. Quick oh, announcement: We've signed one of the best defensive linemen in football without any issues. Who's not a diva? Why well, is a diva? <laughs> but not in a bad way. He's just a bit eccentric. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was the first game, then King. You yes. did pick the Seahawks, so we'll gloss over that. Oh no, I said I picked them. We'll still gloss over it. Let's talk about the other Saturday night game, yes. which were the Houston Texans walking into Foxborough. And uh, holding their tail between the legs on the way out, the New England Patriots won thirty-four to sixteen. Yeah, biggest surprise was that the Texans scored sixteen. I guess. Yeah. 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 It was thoughts? <laughs> thoughts? No, nothing really. I, I think that was expected. I think no that's thoughts. why we took a bit more time on the on the more interesting Falcon Seahawks game than we're likely going to take on this one. It's. Um, yeah, it was it was the same old. Was anyone expecting any different? I think it's a little bit unfair. I mean, the Houston defense was really good. Yeah, stopped the Patriots a lot and gave Brock good field position. Yes, they a lot did. of their drives. Yes, so, they did. yeah, I think the Houston Houston Texans had a good game at least for the first half as well. Yes, they did. They no, the defense stepped up. Clowney had another fantastic game. Uh, it was. Uh, you know pressure up front they were causing consistently which was which was good to see because we saw what happens when that when Brady's put under pressure when they played the the Broncos last season so they Mm -hmm. certainly had the right tactics and and managed to sort of make the most of their opportunities like you say they put themselves in good field position they're only four points down at the half yeah and frankly Osweiler they could it could have made a bit more of a game of it had Will Fuller pulled in what was a beautiful pass by Brock Osweiler that was a touchdown 
it was a nailed on touchdown. It he hit both it. his hands in the end zone, and yeah. the closest defender was about two yards away from him. Yeah. So yes. you've got to make that against the Patriots. For they don't sh- give you those chances. For sure, more you than do, once. especially if you're a first round wide receiver. Yeah. You need to be making those catches. <laughs> Attacking my boy here. Well, not. It was one of the question marks. <laughs> he deserves t- it for that one. If you go back to the post draft analysis one thing i said about will fuller is he had drop issues in mm-hmm, college mm-hmm. it was one of the question marks coming out and i hoped that that wouldn't you know be echoed in in the pros and sadly he's had a few issues this season with it yeah uh, especially in big games like that that's where you know you you sort of sort the men from the boys really so that was a bit disappointing i felt i felt for brock osweiler at that point one thing i will say though about the patriots that defense is stifling they also got some pressure up front. They had some schemes with, you know, they, they're they adjusting the schemes. I now understand why Patricia is, is a wanted man. Because when you've got a pass rusher in Nikovic dropping into coverage, you know, you're getting, you know, you're, you're changing, you're turning these average cornerbacks or people that are, you know, relatively uh, obscure or unknown into these standout players. You know, shout out to Malcolm Butler, shout out to Logan Ryan. Did you know, courtesy of PFF, obviously, <laughs> uh, they allowed just six catches for 27 yards on 13 targets against the it, Texans. Against Brock Osweiler. I get it's Osweiler, but that's pretty impressive, to be fair. So they're going to have their work cut out, out for them in the next next game against the weapons you boys have got. But yep. they, like we said about the you can only throw to who's on your roster, you mm-hmm. can only play against who you're playing against week on week. So that was hugely impressive. Yes, and the second half, something something was said obviously at half-time. Maybe uh, Bill O'Brien told Brock just to start slinging it because second half he threw three interceptions. Yeah, and, and bad ones as well. Yeah, they, they weren't good. No, he... Um, has has that ruined? Has that officially ruined Brock Osweiler in Houston now? I don't know. Um, Bill O'Brien came out this morning and said... That he's not. It's too early to to state whether Brock Osweiler is the starter next season, mm. which is ominous. Given the only other quarterback on the roster at the moment is Tom Savage, who um, who didn't get a look in in who this didn't game, get a look in and could have played. Yeah. So I think they were trying to they were sticking with the hand that got them through the first playoff round. I think that was fair enough. I don't think Savage is a Peyton Manning type player who might be underperforming, but no. has the experience. No, so I can understand their decision to stick with Osweiler in this game. And also, you look at the end of the first half; it was a four-point differential. It, Brock wasn't playing badly in that game, so no. it would have only been in the fourth quarter. You know, but then it's probably it's too late by then anyway. Yeah, we t- we talked about the domination offensively from the Falcons in the in the previous section well in the previous game yeah very very similar story with regards to this game similar amount of rush yards within six yards of each other but over a hundred more yards passing same amount of turnovers strangely yeah uh, but again what was it about 12 strangely well from Tom Brady throws interceptions he threw two interceptions in the whole season yeah and two in this game so you can't say he does he <laughs> Throws interceptions against good defenses. But rarely, he threw two the whole season. Yeah, against good defenses. Like, why are you trying to spread a rumor that he <laughs> throws interceptions? That's outrageous. If you look at the sample size of the last game, he yeah, throws as many interceptions as touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Good stat. Yeah, good stat. Jim. Thanks, man. No worries, mate. No, look, I watched this game 
And I don't know about you, King, but I came out of it not being as scared of the Patriots as, you know, it was when you're supposed to think about the Patriots. Same way as when I saw against the Ravens. True. I come out seeing weaknesses that can be exploited. Yes. Like what? Go. Like, everyone knows getting to Brady is a way to get success in the game. Yes. It was the... They allowed the special teams for New England, which is really good, to get really good field position mm-hmm. when they start these drives and didn't help them. You know, the the defence were tearing their hair out after a while for Houston because they do all the work and then they yep. get them to punt or whatever. And it was always just always just starting in bad positions. The yep. special teams are always a danger, especially someone like June Edelman. Yeah. bailed out Tom Brady a few times in this game again. Yep. So if he has an off day, if they can shut down Edelman. It's interesting because the next game, we're going to talk about this more in the last Oh yeah, segment, absolutely. But, but- well, let's let's leave it for then because there's an interest. Yes. I've got you might have one of the best players to nullify Edelman mm-hmm. from a linebacking perspective. Oh, Bud Dupree. No. What? No. <laughs> He's brilliant. He's a pass rusher. I'm talking Chazier, who clearly has oh, right. ball skills because he had a couple of interceptions this season, yes. and he might be one of the fastest linebackers in the league as well. Wyan. Mm, <laughs> I forgot about that shout out but yeah so uh, it was as expected but yes not quite as dominating but I do believe I had that game and you, I also said it wouldn't be as dominating as it was at the start of the season you, you were spot on on that one thanks I'm one for one so far <laughs> <laughs> and as we're <laughs> at least one for one let's take a break shall we King yes let's do it back for part two Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for divisional round. Oh. Sounds weird. Don't know why you paused there. <laughs> but I love it. Carry it's on. the flow. Yeah, it does. So in part one, King, we talked about the Saturday games, which were the Seahawks, Falcons, and the Texans, Patriots. Yep. Two more to go. Two more. And let's start then with the, oh, Barnstormer. Can I get a shootout from you? Why King? are we finishing with the worst game of the weekend? I'm doing it in order. All right. You moaned at me last week. Yeah, because you left the best till last. Give me a shootout. Can you give me a shootout? I can give you a shootout. Go on then. Shootout? <laughs> the worst shootout. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't give this game any sort of justice at all. No. No, it doesn't. It's insulting to everyone. It does. Right. So does. the Green Bay it Packers... <laughs> it was. It was. Green Bay Packers went into Dallas. They did. Having got the number one seed. They the did. Cowboys. Yep. And the home field advantage didn't really work for Dallas, as it turned out, because well, in came the up in the grand scheme of things, yeah, no, it didn't. They lost. No. You're right. Yeah, all that work, <laughs> and the uh, the team that scraped in. As we see these these things happen, King, a team that gets hot at the right time mm-hmm. can uh, bulldoze their way through the playoffs. And it turns out that maybe this year the Packers are that team, because this was a great game. It was a great game. Are they a team that's hot at the right time, or are they a team with what could go down as the best quarterback that's ever lived? Kind of team. Both? <laughs> Can't are, they have are both? They, are they a team that's hot like the Giants when they won the Super Bowl last time, that mm-hmm. gets hot at the right time and goes through the playoffs? Mm. Or are they Dan Marino-led Dolphins team that can get far in the playoffs but never quite win it? <laughs> I'm not going to say they can't win it because they're one of only four teams left. 
Yes. And if they beat the Falcons, which they could well do. <laughs> There's a lot of ifs in this. I'm worried. <laughs> okay. And then if they win in the Super Bowl, <laughs> they they've, the won, Super Bowl. Then they've won. Yeah. Uh, no, so... You're on fire. You are you? right that they are led by a dynamic quarterback. Possibly the most dynamic quarterback we've ever seen. Certainly I've ever seen. <laughs> you don't watch archive footage of anything? Of course I do. But well then. In my generation, of me watching football consistently... Okay. He is the most dynamic quarterback I've seen. Mm. We've said dynamic a lot. And he did it again. I mean, this... Talk about stepping up in the big spot. Talk about it. I'm talking about it, man. Cool. Because this this was a game where momentum went back and forth. It was great to watch as a neutral. And you can't have a great game with only one good team turning up. So we've got to give the Cowboys some love here. For sure. It was a, it was a slow start for the Cowboys... In fact, they were twenty-one-three down. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Yeah, that's not a start you want at home or anywhere in a playoff game where your two best players on offense are rookies. Yeah. Sorry, but- Des Bryant. <laughs> but I meant what I said. Mm-hmm. But anyway, despite them being twenty-one-three down in the second quarter. Yep. And. I don't know if you know King, but I was live tweeting this game. I do know. Keeping an eye out on what was going on. And, of course, the Romo tweet started coming in from people. Mate, I'm all over Twitter. You know that. (sighs) I can't believe that people were talking about Tony Romo at any point in this game. But, of course, they did come out all out of the woodwork at at 21-3. But Dak managed to get 10 points in the second quarter. Pulled it back to at least, you know, starting a comeback. Yep. And I think he had a really good game. I don't think you could have done much more than than he did with what was around him. No, no. We're gonna we, obviously we're gonna touch on Aaron Rodgers, but I didn't realize how close the stats were. Frankly, mm-hmm. I watched him and knew he had a good game, Dak Prescott. Yep. But Rodgers was three fifty-five yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Yes. Dak Prescott was three hundred and two yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Rodgers, and deservedly so, mm-hmm. but Don't I think you're Dak. absolutely right to give Dak Prescott a shout-out, because he played amazingly well. He hadn't done as many throws as Rodgers had at like, the, the three-quarter mark of the game, and I think that's probably why Rodgers was slinging it for the large part, whereas Dak was being a lot more conservative in throwing the ball. Yep. And yep. when you see a conservative player, you suddenly start thinking of people like Alex Smith, and oh, maybe he's just all right. But uh, he really, the majority of his throws were being completed still. No, absolutely. And I think the plan, and certainly what I thought would happen, was they'd establish the run game early. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect them to go 21-3 down. No, no one did. Which means you then have to start slinging it. Yeah. And what's probably really frustrating for them was in the third and fourth quarter, mm-hmm. they had immense success with their run game. Which if they'd have had earlier on and the game would have been closer, yeah. you're going to eat the clock up. You're going to be, you know, I know they were playing no harder when running up to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. But... Ezekiel Elliott ran for 125 yards yes. in this game on 22 attempts. If he'd have been able to do that, or the bulk of that, in the first half, eat up the clock, keep Rodgers off the field, certainly in the form he's in at the moment, you know, it could have been a different game. The problem was they just got so far behind because, my God, was Rodgers frighteningly good. Mm. Well, he's frightening good for out, but to start off the game, how do you stop that man? We knew that Dallas defense was going to be in having some problems because obviously Detroit yeah. had problems yeah, yeah. last week and we we probably think that Detroit got a better defense than Dallas maybe just maybe just I think Detroit are worse at 
have a worse defensive line, but the rest of their team's better. The secondary is definitely better. Yes. Uh, yeah, so as a result, the Packers got out to a good lead. And despite all that, the Cowboys tied up the game. Yes. <laughs> with just a few, just about a minute left. Yeah. A just me- over a minute. 18 points they scored in the fourth quarter to get back. Yeah, it was a really incredible comeback performance by the Cowboys. They got hot at the right time there. Yeah. And you're thinking, all right, we're going to go to overtime now. And it's a toss-up at that point. Whoever gets the gets the uh, the coin toss, probably got a chance of scoring a touchdown. <laughs> oh, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. He had other plans. He did. He didn't want to do overtime. No. He was quite happy just to go home. Yep. And how far was that throw to Jared Cook? Because he had to scramble out left. Which isn't easy for a right-hander to then get I'm the pretty off. sure it was either 36 or 42 yards in the air. Yeah. A dart. No no loft, really. Just no. flat as a flat as anything. Mm-hmm. And to the sideline, on the move. Yeah, ro- rolling out the wrong way. Yeah. For a right-handed throw. Yeah, it's, it's, the, yeah, it's weird angles. Yeah. Oh, my word. Talked I- his body round zipped it on a line right to Jared Cook who caught brilliantly to stay in bounds he's had a great game he had all game and when he when I saw it live I'm thinking well there's no way he's in bounds that that ball was so far towards the sideline that he he, he caught it fine but yep. he was just catching it he yep. didn't know where he was on the field surely that's not a, a catch no in bounds I think also Rogers managed to to roll out the pocket and keep the player alive for six seconds Yes. Prior to throwing that Yeah, because he was ball. bouncing around and then rolled out left. Yeah. And I thought he was just throwing the ball away and having another go at it, but... Do you know what was better than that, though, Jim? Sorry. That yeah. was a fantastic play. Yeah. Amazing. It's Aaron Rodgers. We know he can make those throws. I'm not, that's not me taking away from that throw, mm-hmm. but that's the the bar he has set is so high Yes. that we see those plays and you go, oh my God, wow. And mm-hmm. then you see every other Aaron Rodgers throw and you go, oh my God, wow, this guy's amazing. <laughs> The best play on that drive was the one before that. Okay. When he was sacked. Yeah, yeah, okay. So he got hit so hard that even the commentators immediately went, I can't believe he's held onto this ball. And what oh, they didn't yeah, realise yeah, yeah. was he'd hit the floor, held onto the ball, turned over and called a timeout while still on the floor. <laughs> that was the best play I've seen so far in this playoffs. He got took an absolute lick. It was a big one. It was a big one. Managed to keep possession of the ball to keep his team or give his team a chance to come back and win the game, and and had the presence of mind, probably in pain, to call a timeout while still on the floor. And then he threw that pass, <laughs> <laughs> and so that put Mason Crosby in the field goal range. They iced him, but he kicked both times. Got it through. Might have, yeah. been the, might have been the worst field goal kick I've seen from 50 <laughs> yards, though. That but ball was struggling to get Every through. field goal in this playoffs has, has gone through. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. I didn't know that. Ah, there you go. Every single kick in this playoffs has, has gone through. Mate, I love that stat. Yeah, including quite a few in the next game we're going to be talking about. Mm. But so, that's it for the Cowboys. A massive turnaround from last year, where they couldn't get a win without Tony Romo. This year, they ended the NFC as the number one seed, got their bye, got what they wanted. 
accept the result. Yeah. Are you, are you happy as a Cowboys fan with this? how this season has gone? It's another heartbreaker. They're used to getting heartbreakers in the playoffs. But at the season I, as I a whole... It's the Packers as the well. The season as a whole, Jim, if you're a Cowboys fan, are you happy with how the whole season has gone? Of course you are. You are. You're the best team in the NFC at yes. the end of the regular season. Yep. You've got two of the best young rookies come through there that could get a joint uh, Rookie of the Year award. Yep. Who both performed in the only playoff game they've ever had experience in. Yeah. So they can hold their hat up high and or head up high rather. Yeah. You've Jason Witten's still got another twenty years before he retires, so that'd be all right. <laughs> He's already running in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna get any slower. <laughs> Says fire needs to Ooh. step up. Ooh. Oh dear. Uh motorbike. <laughs> yeah. We're hanging out at a biker joint tonight. Yeah, we are. We are. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, come on. That's yeah. a that's a great future there for the pack uh for the Packers. For the Cowboys. For the Cowboys, yep. And for the Packers, they just keep on trucking. They do. Do you think that's the last game we'll see Rome on the sideline in a Cowboys jersey? Yeah? Of course. <laughs> where, I hope so. Do you know what? I hope so, King. I don't gonna, want him to stay there any longer. Where I want is he going to play next season? Else. Go. Where is he going to play? If well, you had to pick, where is you? where are you going to end up seeing Romo If play? I had to pick where I wanted him to go or where I think he's going to go? Both. Ugh. Where I'd like him to go would be Denver. Okay. Because I think you'd have a pretty good chance of doing something with um, Thomas over there. Yep. But... Sanders no slouch either. No. But... I think they are... I read something that they weren't really looking at Romo in Denver. So I don't think he's going to get a chance. Interesting. I think the... The the idea about the Bears isn't without complete merit it's just there's no one to throw to there so why would he want to go there it, it's going to be really difficult for him to find the landing spot that he wants and the club want as well Jacksonville 49ers Jacksonville no <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> I'm being serious about Jacksonville yeah yeah uh, could be you've got the Allens you've got Julius Thomas at tight end you might have Chip Kelly as the OC you might have Chip He's Kelly as an OC that's uh, some breaking news and it's sunny down there it's not bad. in Miami, down the road from Jacksonville. But he could live <laughs> just outside Jacksonville. Yeah. Anyway, it's not not sunny in Jacksonville. We digress. How do you stop Aaron Rodgers? Uh, arsenic, bear yeah. trap. Um, don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Dan Quinn's got a week to figure out how to stop him. Yeah, because apparently pressure doesn't. Because the guy no. has a passer rating of over 130 when he's flushed out the pocket. Yeah. At the same time. Like uh, when we had the interview with Packer Tim earlier in the season, he talked about how the lines were much better for the Packers, and you can see that. You know, yeah, they played TJ TJ Lang. Yes, is is really good. He came out injured for a little bit in the fourth quarter, and you could see the extra pressure that was coming. There was towards, a noticeable no, yeah. difference while he was off the Bakhtiari, field. Yeah. I think I'm saying that right. I think so. Left tackle, he's playing very well this yeah. season. Yeah, so they've got some some pieces, and Brian Belaga, I think, is now centre, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know. Well, he's the right guard. He's the most injured right tackle I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. So no wonder they kick him about. Moved places. all along the line. But you can see there's definitely a proper unit there now. And it's giving Rodgers that time. And he is devastating when he's given a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, some of the blocking is just astounding. And he's like making saying, people like John Allison look really good. Yeah, he is. He is. He can zip it to anyone. Yeah. It's, uh, Jared Cook wasn't great for the Rams. No. Never fully fulfilled his potential, but looks if you like, watch just that game, it looks like one, a a Pro Bowl, Looks like a Pro Bowl tight end. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. Ridiculous. 
I don't know how to stop him either. I just wondered if you had any insight. And obviously, we know Dan Quinn's a listener, so he's, <laughs> he is. Uh, he's you know he's probably he looking. He's probably asking you if uh, if there's anything he can do, Jim. Oh, my battery's almost dead on my phone. He keeps hitting me up. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We'll talk more about uh, Packers Falcons later on, though, King. Yeah. So in the meantime, we've got one more game to talk about. Go talk, talk about it. Go. Well, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers going to Kansas City. And the and boring once, everyone to death. The once white hot Chiefs are white hot no more. They're lukewarm. The lukewarm <laughs> yes. Chiefs. Steelers went into their house. It was noisy. It was noisy. It wasn't snowy, but it was noisy. It was noisy for sure. And they end, and the Steelers end up winning eighteen to sixteen. Yep. And we were the better team. Sorry, but Steelers were the better team throughout pretty much the entire game, except. Really, the first drive for the Chiefs. I don't know if you've uh, bothered watching the game back, King, because you're saying it's really boring. But it was boring. The first drive for the Chiefs kind of summed up their entire regular season. Really good, quick plays. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill had a lot of um, success. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Macklin caught one ball, so that summed up a game for him. And <laughs> it was uh, Albert Wilson got the touchdown on the first drive for them. It could have been Chris Conley, you know, I mean, it was Albert Wilson, but you could have instantly switched him out with Chris Conley. They're the same person, I think. Yep. Uh, Generic Kansas City touchdown, yeah. Yes. And Alex Smith did all right. You know, on that first drive, he was uh, conservative with the ball, I want to say. He's so vanilla, isn't he? <laughs> I think that's a really good nickname for him now. The- all right, All right, Alex. I think because he, he is just all right. Remember when we, he came, he came over to Wembley and we saw him run all over the opposition there. You know, he completely destroyed. Was it the Lions there playing that? I think that so. Game? Yeah, it was the Lions. Yeah, I'm sure I, it was. The Lions. I said I think so. Yeah, well, I'm saying I'm sure it was. Okay, cool. <laughs> Probably wasn't now. Um, he's very good with his legs because you don't expect him to run, but he didn't run in this game. You did talk about his legs a lot after that game. I did. <laughs> good Probably. legs. A little bit too Strong much. legs. <laughs> there was no podcast to do. <laughs> Shut up, King. Yes. All right. So, yeah. Yes, he does have nice legs. But that was their best drive, was that first one. After yep. that, Steelers went down and scored a field goal. Don't. I'm not going to start doing this. <laughs> don't start explaining. Steelers, who, for you, those of you who haven't watched this game and why I think it's boring. <laughs> it wasn't boring. Is Steelers didn't score a touchdown in the whole game. No. And they just kicked a lot of field goals. So if by exciting you think watching a ball go end over end it was close. between posts and hit a net in front of fans' faces, this game was an absolute cracker. This game, as much as it was talking about field goals, this game came down to a two-point conversion with a couple of minutes left for the Chiefs. Who did score two touchdowns. Yeah, they scored two touchdowns and still lost the game against a team that scored no touchdowns. Yep, we scored a record six touched six field goals in the playoffs. Never been done before. Yep, which makes you think when these all these stats get rattled off about longest drive and longest return and most most field goals. What the hell's been happening for the last fifty years? Teams teams actually try and score touchdowns. Jim. Boring, boring scoring <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah, they should be trying to mix it up. Mix it up. <laughs> yeah. You didn't mix it up. You only scored field goals. That's mixing it up. No, it isn't. That is from other games, King. <laughs> other games with touchdowns we've in put it. up 50 points in games now we can do that that's yeah. so that's so last week you know that this week we just thought you know 
Let's let the other killer bee come in. Boswell. Killer We've got bee. a fourth killer bee. <laughs> ben Bell Brown and Boswell. Yes. We just showed we can beat you with our, our leg. Yeah. Or you his and, leg. You and legs again, Jim. I know. He's got a good leg. <laughs> <laughs> Came yes. down to a two-point conversion, King. Yeah. For the Chiefs. If you're going to ask me if it was holding, it was holding. Of course it was holding. It was holding. That's just saw Chiefs fans saying it wasn't holding. It wasn't Chiefs fans. It's Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. Well, and also Kelsey had a lot of lot of stuff to say about a certain referee after the game, didn't he? Um, but he, d- he does a lot. Although I did still love it he when, he, when he threw a flag at the ref earlier <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the season. Yeah. That was amazing. So Travis uh, Kelsey just doesn't like losing, and that's fine. That is fine, and he's a great player. But he lost. He lost, and he couldn't take it very well, and. Stuff that's said straight after a game, you kind of have to just ignore it. Whether it's Sherman a couple of years ago. That was in a victory, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he won yeah. that game. <laughs> yeah, that's Richard Sherman for you. I mean, what I mean, like, straight after a game, the blood's up. Yeah. They're going to say stuff in the spur of the moment. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And later on when they think about it, they'll they'll decide, yeah, I was a bit of an idiot. Because most of the time, Travis Kelsey is kind of happy-go-lucky about stuff. Yeah. He no, walked into I- the stadium talking on a shoe. Yeah, I when don't I, know if you saw this game. No, I didn't see it. But when <laughs> I think of angry people after games, I automatically think white guy and Stanford educated guy. Oh, yeah. Ivy League school guy. Yeah. Yeah. And they're the two people you've referenced. <laughs> <laughs> Sherman went to Stanford. Yeah, he did, yeah. And Kelsey's white. Yeah, yeah he is white. Yeah. He is. Yep. So when, Not everyone knows when that. Pac-Man Jones and James Harrison are outclassing you at the end of games, <laughs> yeah. you need to look yourself in the mirror. Can I get some love for James Harrison, Ryan Shazier, Bud Dupree? The Aegis Wonder. Uh, do you know what? Harrison, yes. Played mm-hmm. well. Again, they need to find out what how he's genetically modified. Yep. That isn't a steroids thing. He just might be a superhero. Yeah. He's a mutant. Back in the gym at five o'clock next morning, apparently. Oh, he's a beast. Um, Bud Dupree. Really nice to see someone who showed some talent, played for a small school originally when you drafted him, took a bit of a risk. Yeah. Because First the, round pick. Because of the talent he was playing against, though, it looked inflated. He looked... Well, you would be the first one to admit this. He has got great legs. He's, his physique <laughs> is fantastic. And I would. Yeah, you would. He, he, well, he looked phenomenal when in the, at the combine. Um, but finally, and finally as in what a time to step up. Yeah, yeah. Is, sh- is sort of showing or his performances are matching the promise they saw when they took him in the first round. He's been plagued with injuries since he was drafted, basically. Yep. And it's taken a long time. You see the same thing with kind of Clowney, where it takes a while to get used to the speed again after a devastating yeah. injuries. Yeah, especially when you've not had time really prior to those injuries to acclimatise to that speed or, you know, the pace of the game, the, the imp- you know, the, the difference in standard... Mm-hmm. Strength of different players as well. These are yeah. young guys coming out. Yeah, um, and so the yeah, reps as I well in, in, in the games. But that he's starting to get that, difference. and it's so good to see an outside linebacker getting that out that edge pass rush. For you guys, yeah, that's, yeah. Especially when so ha- we've missed Harrison's been a godsend, but to have someone opposite yeah. him now is is that's excellent news for you guys. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then Shazier as well was is just a beast. Did you know, King, that Ryan Shazier has caught an interception in his last four games? I said he'd had a few interceptions. I didn't realise it was four in a that, row. That is a record for linebackers since 1970 when the uh, AFL and NFL merged. Yeah, it's impressive. The only person I've seen have or look this impressive as a linebacker with interceptions, etc. Keekley's done pretty well recently as well. I'd put yeah. him in that, in that 
group as well, but Derek Brooks Ooh. for the Buccaneers. Ooh, okay. He had about two or three interceptions in the playoff run when they won the Super Bowl in 2002, one of which was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, he was the, the famous video of him crying, walking off the field <laughs> after his interception. Yeah. Um, but he was another Bullhawk linebacker who would smash you. He's and just was so just quick. so fast, yeah. yeah. He's very. He, he's the more I'm watching Shazier play, the more Derek Brooks like I think he is. That's a great and comparison, that's dude. High praise. Yeah, Brooks is a hall oh, of famer. Yes. Yeah. First ballot. Yeah, yeah. He was a, he was just amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Shazier looks great, and he is the guy who I think might be able to nullify some of the weapons Thomas Brady <laughs> that Brady has. Yeah, potentially. Well, well, we're, we're going to talk about that in a minute, King, because we're going to take it. a break. Yeah. God, tired after talking I'm about I'm tired those games. of talking after all those field goals. That was <laughs> really exciting. Don't don't regret the field goals, man. No, I know. No, you're like a man with a long leg, which Boswell has. <laughs> just the one leg. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just I don't walking, know why I'm in circles. <laughs> anyway, yeah, take let's a break, have a break. Let's have a break. Let's take a knee. Welcome back guys to the Jim and the King NFL podcast for divisional round. Intentional pause there. That pause King. is killing me. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we talk about the championship games, King, there's only two of them. There are only two, you're right. We've got to talk about some news. Yes. Because <laughs> there was some huge news on your side of the sofa. Yes. There we're was. going to talk about it, King. <laughs> no, we're not. Whereas my team are going to Foxborough. Yeah. Your team are going to Los Angeles. They are going to Los Angeles. <laughs> Oh, it finally came to pass. It did. We were hoping it would never happen, but it always kind of felt like Spanos was intentionally going to move that team, no matter what. Yep. And lo, it came to pass. And every team that's ever moved to LA has announced it on the 12th of Jan. Have they? Yep. There you go. It's a stat for you. Thanks. You're welcome. Thoughts? Thoughts. Thoughts are... You've lost your team. Yeah, well, I... Chose San Diego on a trip where I went to San Diego and LA, mm-hmm. and I just preferred San Diego. Hence, you choosing didn't like LA too much, did you? Not the people were lovely. Yeah, but the place was not for me. Okay, some of the places were cool. Venice is nice, but uh, yeah, not. It wasn't hugely impressed. I think I'd seen the movies and it didn't equate to that. So that's nothing on LA. It's just <laughs> my warped expectations. Exactly thinking about no made in LA. Yeah. Yeah, things LA like that. Confidential. LA Confidential, Straight Outta Compton, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop, all <laughs> yeah. you know, all of the classics. Yeah. Um, yes. So. Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't that was my reason for choosing San Diego. It's my favorite place on that trip. I toured the West Coast. Yeah. So now they're in LA. So what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to be a Chargers fan because I'm a Chargers fan. Okay. Um, that's interesting. But I probably going to call them San Diego for a long time by mm. mistake which funnily enough our coach did in his opening press conference ow because Anthony you don't just Lynn. get a new home you get a new head coach new head coach Anthony Lynn yep. I'm so proud to be the coach of the San Diego Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> we're all going to have to adjust we are going to have to adjust although he was hired as the LA Chargers coach yes yeah, because obviously Mike McCoy was shown the door a few weeks ago. He was. He has now rocked up in Denver. Yep. Offensive coordinator again. Just as Wade Phillips is showing the door. Yes. That's Denver. 
I'm not going to go back to the charges in a second, but just very quickly, Denver Broncos. What are you doing? McCoy in. Your defense is a beast. Wade Phillips out. He's the defensive mind that won you the Super Bowl (laughs) with the worst quarterback ever in Super Bowl. Well, they've now got Vance Joseph as the uh, head coach, so and he's a defensive guru coming from the Dolphins. He is. Don't need Wade Phillips. No. Someone else will take him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure they will take him. Um, can I make Back a, to the charges then. Have a little quick... I, nothing against Anthony Lynn. I hope he's a godsend for us. But if there's one thing a team picking in the top ten of the draft who also had the third pick in last year's draft needs, mm-hmm. it's a coach with some experience. Luckily... The owners of San Diego have stepped up with this guy, yes. Anthony Lynn. If experience is what we need, and top 10 draft picks is what we've had in the last two seasons. Here we go, yeah. It, w- they need to have a strong record. Mm. It's a strong record, King. It's 100% yeah. losing record. He yeah. is 0-1 as a head coach, which may actually made me laugh out loud. Yes, it did. That's outrageous. That is what a team It's a very needs. small sample size, and it was for the Bills. Yeah, but consistent. There's it, consistency <laughs> is important. Mm-hmm. Hundred, you can't argue with a hundred percent record. So that's interesting. He has won two Super Bowls, though. So good for him <laughs> as a player. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Not a bad running back. No, I don't really know that much about him. Mm. He's in, interviewed for about four jobs over the last two or three seasons. Hasn't got any of them. No, uh, he's got close. Apparently, us. the rumors are he's been getting into the the top shortlisty bits. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's basically it's it's mad there. Yeah, Dis- and disappointing as a fan. Stadium, which is a football stadium. It's the LA Galaxy Soccer stadium. stadium. Yes, it's the the LA Galaxy Stadium, which they've managed to correct their Wikipedia page over the last few days because <laughs> the fans were kicking off. It's currently a twenty seven thousand seater stadium. Yeah, it's going to be thirty thousand though, Jim. So don't you dare worry. <laughs> Yeah. Those extra 3,000 seats. <laughs> yeah. So 30,000. 30, that is awful. You could play at any college. Uh, yeah. Div 1 college and get more seats. Yeah, surely there, there are college stadiums there that they could have begged for, couldn't they? Just to share with. You'd think so. UCLA? Uh, no, not really. No? Why not? Just a bit far out. All right. Be Cal if you're going to go to LA. All right. So what about Cal Stadium? Don't know. How big it is. Obviously, but Teen Spouse has got no numbers in his, his, his uh, phone book. 30,000 is pretty small for a, for a NFL stadium. It's small for a and premiership it's, it's, stadium. It's two years we're there, isn't it? Two years you're stuck in StubHub the purgatory s- before you get your, your new stadium that you're going to share with the Rams. Oh no! Did you not know that? <laughs> yeah, I did, but I thought I don't know why. I thought we were going to build one. You are building one with the Rams. Oh my god! I need to do more research on this because this is just. <laughs> You've tried to avoid this. I, I have think. no, but genuinely, like this, that's not a joke. I'm normally pretty clued up on the NFL. Stuff. I, I, I had just to didn't show to him. Happen. I had to show him the logos, boys and girls, because you haven't really looked at these logos yet. I've seen them pop up, and I said to you, I didn't. You think... actually quite liked the first one. The, I didn't. The Dodgers, think... uh, Nick. Yeah, clearly they stole it. I've no yeah. issues with them plagiarizing, but it's you know it. It's not that bad. It is a blatant rip off of the Dodgers. <laughs> Not the that Dodgers bad. thing, but with a with a bolt somewhere in there. But, it's just lazy. Yeah, it's uber lazy. 
usually when someone's designing a product or an advert or anything like that, it goes through hundreds of different ideas in private, King. Yep. Not out on social media for everyone just to laugh at. And it just, yeah, it's just indicative of what's going on right now for that franchise. Yeah, no, it is. I agree. Yeah, it's a shame, really. And uh, Cal Stadium holds 62,467 people. So, yeah, don't want to go there. No, obviously not. Um, you can really notice all the empty seats if you go there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. We don't have an established fan base in LA. No. So They've always said the San Diego fans won't travel. No, I wouldn't travel. No. No. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. And there's rumours that Rivers is requesting trades to the 49ers because he doesn't want to move house. So <laughs> that's also going to be interesting. So watch this space. Good news is we've got the top 10 draft pick. Our pick this year looks fantastic. Jason Verrett, the year before, looks great as well. Mm-hmm. Um, big loss, I think, if we can't keep hold of Melvin Ingram, who's contract he's a free agent yeah that's a bit of a tough one Philly Rivs and Aegis Wonder as well but I think he's going to start to decline at some point uh, Keenan Allen if he can be healthy is great Terrell Williams looked great this season Rivers did throw a lot of stupid interceptions second half of the season he did Perryman's great and linebacking core mm-hmm. we've got some really nice we've got a nice group of young talent to build upon with a new coach who hopefully with a, with a strong record hopefully is better than his 0-1 record suggests and uh, yeah on, we can kick on in a new city give him a chance for sure. I'd be interested to see if they're going to change the kits because I think mm. we've got one of the more iconic jerseys in the in the league, I would say. Well, or powder Blue. Yeah, Powder Blue's a legend. This might be the best kit out there. But yeah, no, disappointing as a fan. Luckily, I am not living in San Diego and had a season ticket for the last 10 years or whatever because that would be no. completely disheartening. So I do feel for those guys. And you're not the only team that are on the move. Because the Oakland Raiders are not staying in Oakland. They're not. No. Las Vegas is calling, and it looks like it's all, all but the ink's dry on that contract. Interesting. Where are they going to play? They're building a stadium. Yes, because there is one Las there Vegas. at the moment. No, no. <laughs> Just on the desert. They're used to playing on gravel anyway, because they play in a baseball stadium. <laughs> they do, yeah. Hit the dirt. Um, yeah, they're building a stadium. It's going to be right next to the circus. Okay. And yeah, the lion enclosure. Interesting. I assume. Yeah. Can, I don't know how that's going to work, but well, yeah, I don't the know. O- the Oakland Raiders again are not going to be the Oakland Raiders. So we're going to have to get Punk in at some point over the next few weeks, so you two can have a <laughs> big chin wag about your two teams leaving you. Yeah, it's um yeah, it'd be interesting because I think he would also be disheartened by it. Um, it's it's a strange it's a strange and unique sort of scenario is something that I've not had to witness before no we're not I'm not as attached as as I said the local sort of San Diegans San Diegans San Diegans San Diegans are so that's you know that's good I think from my perspective but it's uh, it's just a real shame because especially when you've supported a team for a long time in one location you pick them because frankly because of that location and uh, yeah it's you know it's difficult it's frustrating yeah but you've got to live with it sadly life moves on life does move on you're absolutely right and we must move on as well we must because we've still got two games to talk about here who cares that's this well long I old care. podcast I care long old podcast Jeez. do you do you think that the Chargers said 
go f*** yourself San Diego when they left. Oh! Do you think they said that? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. I think Spanos did. Spanos for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> references in a Ron Burgundy and yeah. just went for it. I mean, that escalated quickly. That did escalate. That whole situation that escalated far too quickly. No touching of the hair off face. <laughs> and that's it. Right, break time. Another break? Yeah. Are we not breaking? Well, if we're going to do some more news, there's one more story we've probably got to talk do about. Do it. Let's do that and then we'll break. And that's Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. And his 17-minute video, which is basically him looking into a mirror. Yeah, that's s- all he does. That was on Snapface, though, right? It was on Snapface. If you or was don't, it Insta Chat? If you don't follow Antonio Brown, I don't on Instagram, which I do, then you won't know that Antonio Brown spends a lot of time loving his own face. Loves his own face. He does. Um, and his Lego haircut. He will almost daily post a video of him in his own car, about a ten-second clip of just kind of smiling and touching his hair. Why do you all follow right? him, Jim? Well, because I'm a Steelers fan. <laughs> and every so often he will post other stuff. But mostly his legs it's just videos. Not? It's just videos of him touching his own hair and smiling. When do you watch these videos? When I go on Instagram. Are you alone? They're ten second videos. <laughs> Look, you're getting way off the point. The point is, alright, I wasn't surprised that Antonio wanted to post some videos after the win. He loves his social media. Like I said, he loves posting videos of himself looking at himself. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised that he'd done something in the locker room afterwards, but I don't know if you've seen the video, King, but... I've not. I've heard about it. He's never done anything that long. And when you watch this video, he starts off just, you know, smiling, touching his hair, as he normally does. And those teammates are coming up to him and all, all celebrating everything. And then after about three or four minutes, which is quite weird that he's still looking at himself, um, everyone starts moving away to another part of the locker room and he's the last one to go because he's still looking at himself and touching his own hair but (laughs) Mike Tomlin starts talking so he's obviously addressing the whole team and talking about that win and moving on to next week and that is a private moment for the team yes I I just found myself continually saying why aren't you just stopping the recording there were plenty of times in the first four minutes where he could just stop the recording but for some reason he just kept it going he must have known it was still What was recording. he recording while that Tomlin was talking? Well, he wasn't actually... Look- Tomlin was around the corner of a locker. So you could actually see Tomlin talk. You could hear him, but you couldn't see it. Because there's so many people in the locker room. Yeah. And I tell you, was the last one. He couldn't actually get around to see what was going on. Right, interesting. So everyone just took a knee and was touched... Yeah, everyone had to touch the next person to them. Yeah. But he was still holding the camera and looking at a locker and just having them recording it. Strange. And it was on Facebook Live. If it was a video he'd recorded to then post to Instagram or something, he could have then edited it or yep. not sent it. But he was on live. So he just kept going. And didn't Tomlin make... T- Tomlin? Yeah, Tomlin. Mike, yeah, Mike Didn't he Tomlin. make a comment about stay off social, social media. media? Yeah, at no point did Antonio think, maybe I should turn this off. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. I mean, you know, those things are all said in locker rooms up and down the country. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't matter which team it is. Um, I'm sure the Patriots say the same thing behind closed doors. It's just one person decided oh, to... Belichick, Belichick's known for not it. liking social media. So, yeah, for yeah. sure he doesn't say that. Yeah. But some of his comments afterwards were hilarious. He yeah, knew what he was doing. There's no way you say Snapface. No. Or Insta Chat. No. And not know that you're just being hilarious. 
because he is hilarious. I reckon he's a comical genius. If he wasn't a football coach, Bill Belichick could be a, a, one of the most dry stand-up <laughs> comics. <laughs> at the same at the same time, you could get the over-exaggerators on um, what happens next to Antonio Brown because obviously he's a big part of the team. He'll yep. get his knuckles wrapped on it. You know, he'll he'll be told to never go on Facebook Live again. I'd be surprised if he ever goes on Facebook Live. I again. would give him. I would hit him with a big fine. You can't afford. He, he to... is going to be fined. The league are probably going to fine him as well. Um, and they'll move on. There's no question that he's not going to be in the team or he's not going to have a new contract or anything like that. Oh no, that's but, ridiculous. But you you still get the stories coming out now. You're not going to punish him. You've only got a week this week. If you're going to punish him and make him run laps or whatever, you'd do that. He's going to have to come out with an apology as well at some oh, point. Oh, for sure. He's got to. I'm sorry. That is, like you said, and it's really nice to hear you as a fan. You are a bit of a homer sometimes when it comes <laughs> to the Steelers. That's just, it's just a dumb thing to do. It's just dumb. It's not like he was intentionally trying to yep, no malice. show off stuff. It was, he, no was intent. he just loves himself so much that he loves these videos of himself. Yeah. Like I said, he does it every day. I would just surprised that he didn't press the off button at any yeah. time because he had several Silly. opportunities to do it yeah. and didn't bother. Very Whether he wanted to, like, for posterity or something, maybe he thought it was going to be like a um, any given Sunday speech or something. I don't know. But for whatever reason, he decided to record the whole thing. You can't see who's talking, but you obviously know who's talking. Yep. Uh, do you know what I would do if I was him? What? I'd have waited, practiced really hard mm-hmm. straight after the game. Right. Won the Super Bowl. And all those speeches will be on America's game in a couple of years anyway, so you can just watch them then. Yeah. So no again, I don't know why life. he carried on recording, but he did. He's He does love social media. He does post videos of himself all the time. He's one of those people that doesn't mind having these videos of himself and his kids. And and his hair. And he, he posts a lot himself. of himself looking at himself, smiling and touching his hair. That's what he does. So and he, <laughs> I'm never going to follow him. <laughs> That's outrageous. <laughs> That is atrocious. But I think that's given me an inside look into what happened there as a background for that video. So hopefully you've enjoyed that. Um, I watch him so you don't have to. (laughs) Yeah, so now... Oh my God. Now, King, I think we can move on. We can have a break and then we'll talk about the championship game. This is a long podcast. Yeah, sorry for coughing. Let's have a break. Welcome back, guys, to this time, definitely the final part of the Jim the King NFL podcast for Divisional Round. Yeah, I've had the extra break in because I needed it. I was having too much fun. Fun but talking about your charges moving. No, no, that wasn't fun, Jim. All Thanks right. for bringing that up, though. <laughs> that wasn't you fun. forgot about it again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's something else we've got to do here, King, and we've got to pick some winners for the conference games. For sure, we should. There's only two games here. There is. Can you give us some winners? Because you're one and three for divisional round. Yeah, I had a stinker. Disrespected my Steelers. I did. Who knows? I might do it again. <laughs> I'm almost certain you will. Um, so let's do it then. AFC Championship game. The Pittsburgh Steelers heading to New England Patriots. They face each other back in week eight. Yeah. Where a Landry Jones-led Steelers couldn't win against no. the Patriots. Oh, sorry, week seven. Who cares? Shock horror. Yes. What happens this time with everyone back, basically, now? We're missing Cam Hayward still, I think. And this... probably the Darius Green won't play. No. But we'll see. Come on in. I have got no idea in either of these games. <laughs> <laughs> you are not the only one. I anyone no anyone on any video you watch this week, okay, anyone that says, 
they know what who's going to win these games is lying. They are lying. Not um, only because it hasn't happened yet, but also because these four teams, I reckon, are really finely balanced. They are. Do you know what? No though? one's no one's lucked into this. No, this game. And frankly, besides maybe the Seahawks and the a, a fit and healthy Raiders, and I think the the Cowboys, yes, but the Cowboys are do have are inexperienced. Yeah. And and I think we'll put we'll put it down to an experience here versus an experience. We'll give them next year. We'll yeah, we'll give them next year because then. But if you look at the Raiders, who I think were poised for success this mm. season, I'm looking at the teams that were in the playoffs, and frankly, these four are the four that you'd like to see left over. Yeah, we've got They're two the great games teams, coming up here, especially cut towards the stretch. Four of the stronger teams in the whole whole league. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. I know he had some injuries with Roethlisberger and rested him, etc. But did. You guys look frightening towards as soon as basically as soon as Bell came back in. We've won eight straight, I think. Yeah, now. yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, out of these four, very finely balanced. Bell's averaging at least five yards a carry in these games. You could have told me he was averaging about fifteen yards a carry, <laughs> and I'd have, I wouldn't have bad an eyelid. Okay. I would have agreed with you. Yeah. He is. He's breaking records every week for the amount of carries he's doing, the yards the, he's doing in the game. He's been the second best player in the playoffs so far. First being Rogers. Okay. You can't. I don't think no, you can argue, argue. No, but, but we're talking about this first second. game, though. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't want to. I, do, I can't pick it. <laughs> I thought you were dancing around this. I don't want to pick Jim. Don't make me. I've got to. I'll I'm, show you I'm my sorry. legs, it's Jim. Not, it's, um, it's not my choice. I've got to make you pick. Um, <laughs> if I go Pittsburgh, you're going to be annoyed if they lose because I keep you keep winning when I go against you. I don't think that's the reason we're winning. It's because you're going against us. That's just superstitious nonsense. I'm if you want to pick them, pick them. If you want to pick the Patriots, pick the Patriots. These are both toss-up games as far as I'm concerned. Patriots. Ugh, I hate you. Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> They're at home. You suck, King. The cold's not going to be a big difference for the Steelers. So that's No. But the Patriots have been the best team in the whole season. So I'm going to go with them. <sighs> All right. I'm going to go with them. I don't want to. And I still think... I, mate, genuinely, I don't have a clue. I do not have a clue. I don't have a clue in this game either. You can ask me and I'm going to dance around it and then give you a rash answer. Green Bay Packers <laughs> at the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Rogers in the dome. Yeah, Rogers is amazing. Jordy Nelson has still got his fractured ribs. Jordy Nelson. I don't think he's going to play. I wouldn't risk it. No. Or they'll do what the Patriots did with Gronk in the Super Bowl. But wheel him out. Just Yeah, just suit him up. To so that you hope that they spend half the time half but you've the week got to game planning into the Super Bowl first, King, and to get into Super Bowl, I'm you've got saying... to outscore the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that was an example of when another team put made a player suit up in the hopes that the opposing team would use half their week trying to game plan to stop that guy who's yeah. not actually playing. No, and basically waste reps. Um, yeah, Jordy Nelson's a big loss. That's an issue for them. Devonta Adams keeps getting ankle injuries. Devonta Adams is yeah could be out as well, or if not, what is unlikely to be a hundred percent. But Randall Cobb is actually playing well over the last couple of games. Yeah, Randall Cobb's been great. Um, Cook's been great as well. Yeah. And uh, Geronimo. Geronimo's been good. Ty Montgomery. Yeah. Has been good as well, running back. He got two touchdowns. Yep, he looked great. I'm going to go with Atlanta. 
All right. In a t- in <sighs> in a toss up, I'm talking a field goal game again. Yeah, this is oh, this is going to be amazing to watch. I don't know. I want the Packers to win because I'm friends with the Packers fan. Mm-hmm. I want New England to win because you're a Pittsburgh fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want Pittsburgh <laughs> to win because you're a Steelers fan. That would be much my, longer. My ideal would be the Packers versus Pittsburgh. That would be the best. That would be the best scenario. Mm-hmm. And but I think that there's going to be two home victories. I just think Falcons have got two more weapons than Green Bay. They're firing on all cylinders, and they're not as banged up. And that's my reasoning for picking them. Okay. I have no reason for picking <laughs> New England. I'm just no, apart from you, I'm just, I'm just picking them. <laughs> yeah, I was in the, it winds you up every time I don't Fine. pick up the stairs. Fine. That's the reaction, mate. That's what I'm looking for. Mm. We've been doing this so long, I just need you to get out of my house. So I'm salty just, taste. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to fit the Steelers. It gets you out quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, there you go. Are you happy with that? Who would you go I'm with? I'm not then? happy There's with that. two games. Who would you go with? Obviously, the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. And then Falcons or Green Bay? Keep keep sleeping on that defense. Um, Green Bay as or Falcons? Much, Green do you know what? I, I, you know what I think about the Falcons, or Matt Ryan Matt in particular. Matt Ryan, yeah. And he hasn't won a playoff game against anyone not being quarterback by Russell Wilson. Okay. So he's only beaten Russell Wilson in the playoffs. Yeah, top five quarterback, yeah. yeah now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who also has always played with a top five defense. Carry on. It's a legitimate stat. <laughs> he has not played in another team, apart from the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Yes. <sighs> Saying that, I really don't... If the Steelers are to beat the Patriots, I don't want to repeat at the 2008 Super Bowl. Because we're going to be... You know, Packer Tim does have a big uh, party at his house for the Super Bowl. But I don't want to be in that place again. <laughs> if the Steelers are going to play that game, I'm not repeating 2008. No. I'm no. not doing it, King. Yeah, no. So I, I prefer you. the. I, I would like to see Steelers, Falcons, and then Steelers win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because if the Packers are there, you're not going to win. Uh, That's disheartening from a state here from a Steelers fan. Heard it here first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just told you I don't want to repeat a 2008 and 2008 Aaron Rodgers torched us yeah he did torch you and I think this is a better version of him yeah we didn't have Le'Veon Bell really back then either yeah because so. he plays safety oh <laughs> you're Polamalu then scoring on the other side of the ball dude yeah Polamalu right. then whatever that's what I want I don't think it's going to happen no, but there enough. we go you asked so what do you think Falcons or Green Bay who do you think? Well, I don't want to you pick want. that game. No. <laughs> I'm not touching that game. There you go. Well, thanks for being indecisive. You're welcome. <laughs> there you go. Let's get out of here. Let's. All right. Let's. Um, before we go, though, thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Yeah. Because I'm sure you're doing that already. And check out our video as well. We get hundreds of views every week, King. I don't know if you're aware about this, but... Thousands in YouTube, some instances. Our YouTube videos are blowing up. They are. They are. <laughs> well, compared to other NFL prediction videos, we do pretty well. Yeah, we get more than 10. And that's because of you guys watching it. So continue to do that. Give us a thumbs up and everything. Also on this podcast, you can rate it. We're not We're not. Um, going to be mad if you rate it as a five star. No. And, uh, and say nice things about us on iTunes. So you can do that. Yeah. And if you don't, I'm going to take the mic out of you. <laughs> if you can find them. Yeah. Actually, what they don't know is we actually do get a list of everyone that listens to the the, uh, the podcast. We do. And their home address. 
so we can find you if you don't give us a five star <laughs> review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Other than that, massively looking forward to those two games, guys. We've only got four teams left, and by next Tuesday, we will only have two teams remaining. Yep, that's it, mate. It's getting super exciting now. So until then, I've been Jim. That's been the King, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah.